At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert. Obviously not Stormy Bonatoni. We like to pinch hit around here on VSIN, so we all help out where we can. So Danielle Avari in for Stormy Bonatoni today, and as always, a great lineup of guests. So I'm very excited for the upcoming show. Uh, lots to look forward to, and we're not just going to talk about Kevin Durant and baseball, even though we will hit on both of the subjects. Uh, it does feel like it's the doldrums of summer, but we never run out of stuff to bet on is the good news. So coming up in the show today, we're going to hear from Vinny Maiulo, VSIN, Vinny from the South Point Sportsbook, the man, the legend, the myth, you know the deal. I haven't talked with him in a long time, so I'm excited to get Vinny back on the show and hear his thoughts on the Kevin Durant situation, possibly going to Boston, and also some college football as well. We'll get into Will Hill after that, who's going to have some great baseball bets for us as well. And I have to ask him about this AL MVP odds with Aaron Judge as well, because he does host the New York City cast. We have to get his input. And finally, we'll welcome in Wes Reynolds in our last segment, who was uh, a gallant gentleman, as always, and agreed to come on the show with me. And I haven't had Wes on in a minute as well. Love that he covers anything you can possibly think of. And of course, gets into the WNBA as well. So we'll talk about it all with Wes. But before we do that, we're going to kick off the A segment with something we've been doing as I've been hosting the A list, B list, and D list. Uh, don't ask me where the C list went. We we lost it. We don't know. Uh, just kidding. But really only care about the A, B, and D. I want to know what I love to bet, what I'm looking at, liking bet, and which ones I'm considering on the D list, but might have some reservations about, if you will. So let's start with the A list. From there, the Chicago Bears. 
under six and a half wins. You've probably already heard this bet at this point. Some would say this is the most popular NFL under bet for the 2022 season. One of those people who would say that is Ben Fox of VEASAN who tweeted this out that seven of the 12 largest under bets at Caesars are on the Bears. And over 95% of the bets are on the under and nearly 18 times the money as the other under bet. So it's just completely lopsided here. And it makes a lot of sense when you look at Chicago's schedule. They went 6-11 and 11 last year. Are we expecting improvement? I'm not particularly. Justin Fields threw seven touchdowns, 10, intercep 10 interceptions, and 12 games last year and generated minus 0.13. You don't want to be in the minus column for this one. On expected points added per play. He doesn't have a lot to work with either. Chicago's receiving score is lackluster at best. I feel like that's a nice way of putting it. Darnell Mooney and what? Ex-Chiefs wideout Byron Pringle. Those are the options now. Allen Robinson's gone. They cleaned out their coaching staff. Justin Fields is going to be working with a first-year offensive coordinator and Luke Getzky. It's going to be a really tough go for them. And they do at least have a little bit of a reprieve in terms of the schedule toughness. They're 24th in, their in the schedule uh, strength, strength of schedule here. But the Bears open against San Francisco and Green Bay. They do catch a break after that, face Houston and the Giants, but are only going to be projected to be favorites in about two games, underdogs in 14, and may have a push in there. So, like I said, some would say this is the most popular NFL underbet. So, I hate to be so trendy, guys. It's really not my personality. Even though I do live in Los Angeles, I'd rather have that kind of eternal style, not the trendiness. But everybody's on this, and you can see why. And this is why it's in my A list bet. So, Let's move on to the other A-list bet, Oregon State. The Oregon State Beavers over six wins. I have an Oregon State friend who's going to be thrilled to see this, which does everybody have an Oregon State friend? I feel like I never meet people who actually went to Oregon State. Usually we always hear about the Ducks, but people are often overlooking the Oregon State Beavers, and they overlooked them last season. They're coming off a seven and six season. And if you remember back to last Wednesday when I was hosting My Guys in the Desert, we had the amazing and wonderful Pamela Maldonado on from Yahoo Sportsbook who picked them out as a team to kind of exceed expectations in Pac-12. So it got me looking a little bit closer at their win-loss record. So yeah, Beavers over six wins. I mean, possible wins for them, Boise State, at Fresno State. That's Those are not going to be cakewalks, but those should be pretty good challenges for them. Montana State as well. USC, Colorado, Cal, Arizona State, but likely not going to make it past Utah uh, or even Oregon. But they definitely made progress, and they have enough returning here for me to want to back them on and over. They're not going to go off crazy, but I could see them going over six wins this season. Uh, and I'm kind of confused why this total is so low. Oregon State's non-conference schedule may be tougher than it appears, to be fair. Like I said, Boise State, Fresno State, not going to be gimme games. And Montana State, not going to be easy either. But... I think that Oregon State is going to surprise us like they have in years past, and not just on the football side of things. They've even surprised us in March Madness in years past. So don't forget about Oregon State. Let's move on to the B-list. Uh, also in the Pac-12, Colorado under three and a half wins. I know that my man Matt Humans, who is a veteran of My Guys in the Desert, is also on this as well. Colorado just has a rough schedule flat out. I mean, possible wins for them here, what, Air Force and the lowly Arizona State? They might even lose to, to Arizona at Arizona. This isn't all about Colorado not being able to win four games so much as it is about them having to face Oregon and Washington in the north, plus add on six true road games. And 
not really any easy cupcake opponents like we're going to see later on in UCLA's schedule. So it's going to be really tough for Colorado to go over this three and a half wins. The number is so low that it's tempting to look at something over. But I think that this is almost this almost made my A-list, frankly. So Colorado under three and a half wins. I think that's definitely worth a look. Then we have to switch gears to the NFL now and take a look at the Vikings. Yes, the Kirk Cousins-led Vikings. Not going to be able to put my bet on the A-list with Kirk Cousins as your leading quarterback here. But the Vikings, despite having the toughest schedule in the NFC North, they I mean, they went 8-9 and nine last season. They now have their new head coach, Kevin O'Connell. They've made some important additions to their defense, which I think is why I would even consider looking over this because that was where they fell short a little bit last season. But do I love betting on Kirk Cousins? Not really, not usually. That's going to stick this on the B list, unfortunately. But Vikings over eight wins, I believe, is also one of the bets that our beloved Will Hill is on. So we'll get his thoughts on it a little bit later on when we bring him on the show. Which brings us finally to our D list. And, uh, you know, some of these are because I just don't know what to do with these. Uh, Comeback player of the year. Now, we've been doing A list, B list, D list the last two, three weeks here. And one of my bets that was up near, I believe the A, I believe it was the A-list, was the Comeback Player of the Year award. And we were looking at Christian McCaffrey. Now taking a look at Baker Mayfield's odds. Now, this is sitting around what, 12 to one in most spots, somewhere around there. And you just have to remember, Comeback Player of the Year, narrative driven, often given to a quarterback, not always. It depends on who's eligible, obviously. Actually, what they define it as is giving it to a player who shows perseverance in overcoming adversity in the form of not being in the NFL the previous year, overcoming a severe injury, or simply a poor performance. Like, those things are all over the board. How is overcoming a severe injury the same thing as just didn't play well last year? It's just not as exciting as the other narratives, right? So for that reason, I love the McCaffrey bet a lot better, but I put this down here on the D-list as something to consider because Mayfield could surprise us. He had an incredible 2020 season in a lot of regards. If he has a healthy 2022 season, and keyword being healthy there, I think that people forget how much injury he played through in 2021. If he can get back to that level he played at in 2020 and make the Panthers actually competitive, is he not in the mix for comeback player of the year? He has to be up against, you know, the other pick I love, Christian McCaffrey, but I think it's possible. We also look at another award here on the D-list, Robert Sala to win coach of the year for the Jets. 4-13 and 13 season in 2021 doesn't leave, uh, doesn't probably inspire a lot of hope, but the offensive side of the ball did show slight improvement, ranked last in 2019 and 2020, and it went up to number 26. So we call that improvement. That's fine. We got second year here. He has Zach Wilson under center, which mixed reviews on Zach Wilson. And if you'll remember back also in previous weeks on A-list, B-list, and D-list, I said that I was going to take the Jets under their win total, which upset a lot of my friends from New Jersey and New York. Uh, but if you are a believer in New York, this would be somewhere I would I would think would be worth a look. With Zach Wilson and Robert Sala teaming up for the second year, they have these young skill position players but they have to figure out something on the defensive side of things. They have to slow down Josh Allen and company uh, just need to take a big step forward on the defensive side of things. But as a medium shot, I don't hate this Robert solid win coach of the year. Wouldn't you want to not miss out on this? Uh, UCLA is going to take the spot of my last one to take a look at here. And I already know I can already hear the people saying, Oh, of course, Danielle put a UCLA bet on there. And I at least want some credit for putting this on my D list. Okay. I could have put this higher if I wanted to, but tell me why I'm looking up the odds for PAC 12 conference winner. And there is a steep jump from, we look at the top players, USC, of course, having a ton of hype, Utah, 
understandable hype, I think. And then Oregon, which I think is getting a little bit overlooked, but still has shorter odds than UCLA to win the Pac-12 conference. UCLA at 10 to 1. This is the best value play. I don't care. If you are a person who thinks UCLA is winning over eight and a half games, which is something that a lot of people has expressed because of UCLA's non-conference schedule being such a breeze and even their Pac-12 schedule. Uh, if you look at the game that I would be most on the edge of my seat for, it's going to be that October 8th game versus Utah. Could have big Pac-12 title implications. They're returning quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Chip Kelly's going into his fifth year. They went 8-4 and four finally last year. Now, I know it's tough as a UCLA fan to buy back into they're not going to hurt us again, but I think that they continue to take a step forward here. It's tough because there's so much energy surrounding USC here, but I think that people are overlooking UCLA at 10-1. to 1. And also, it's going to be the two teams with the best record in the coming year. So this is just going to be a preview of something we could see in years to come. Is something like a UCLA versus USC rivalry. But I think UCLA to win the Pac-12 at 10 to 1 isn't horrible. Do you hate it? Let me know. You can tweet at me. But uh, as we go to break, I want to make sure that we update you about uh, our VP football guide here. The VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy of the football betting guides today and get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with the VEASAN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at vcin.com slash subscribe. That's it for the A Block. When we get back, we'll welcome in Vinny Mayulo from the South Point Sportsbook. Ask him what he thinks is going on with all this Kevin Durant mess. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey, but whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. And we are back on My Guys in the Desert. Very excited to welcome in from the South Point Sportsbook, Vinny Mayulo. You can find him on Twitter at VSIN Vinny. Vinny, how are you doing at your, your journey in life so far? So far, so good, Danielle. And it's great to be on with you. Um, again, uh, I got to see uh, some clips while I was traveling of your uh, panel discussion. You did a wonderful job. And here we are back together again on My Guys in the Desert. So, uh, but a quick travel reference. I don't know if anybody's traveled recently, but uh, I went back to the uh, the conference, the SBC conference in uh, New Jersey last week with Chris Andrews. We were presented with awards, which were very nice, very gracious. So I stick the trophy in my carry-on luggage, not thinking anything of it. I kept getting stopped at security. So I said, and one guy says to me, "You got, sir? Would you please come out here? What, what is this?" So I said, well, it's a trophy. He said, well, what is it? what's it for? And I said, it's right there. It says it right there. He says, Hall of Fame. I said, I said, he said, what What sport? I mean, like, what, I'm, what am I going to have, like a gold jacket? I, look at, I, mean, I, I, said, I said, all sports, technically. It's, you know, it's, it's all of them. He calls the supervisor over. He said, hey, chief, look at this guy. So anyway, I started walking around. I didn't want to. I didn't want to display this. So I had to walk around the airport, and I uh, felt like I was in uh, some kind of uh, detention or something, which I'm used to from my uh, from my youth. But anyway, Danielle, good to be back. Yeah. Well, I am just laughing at the idea of this guy trying to size you up to figure out what sport. He's like, "What's what sport, man? What do we have I mean, going? on I don't on have here? a gold jacket. I don't have a green jacket. Like, what what are we doing?" <laughs> Uh, well, maybe he thought, you know, you were uh, somehow connected to the NBA. And uh, interestingly enough, 
We mm. have NBA news going on, even in the doldrums of summer. Some more Kevin Durant speculation, yeah. if you will. It looks like the Celtics closer, perhaps, uh, to acquiring Durant, possibly in discussion with the Nets. But they could include also their all-star forward Jalen Brown as a centerpiece in the offer, so that does make them a little bit more appealing. Mm-hmm. How is the sportsbook handling the NBA futures with all of this news swirling? Yeah, good uh, good question, Daniel. Good point. In fact, the Celtics, we did take some money on the Celtics uh, yeah, yesterday, uh, and now they're down to 6-1 uh, to one from 8-1. to one. Yeah, yeah. So from our perspective – you, you, you do some handicapping as well from our you know on our side of the counter and, and in this case the handicapping is who are the likely potential candidates for Kevin Durant uh, and obviously there was some early speculation too that it was the Suns who went from uh, 12 to five to one uh, the heat from 12 to 10 to one obviously there's always there, there's only going to be one uh, team that's successful in signing him. But you see the nets all creeping all the way up now to uh, upwards of uh, you know twenty you know anywhere from you know thirty forty to one uh, because in all likelihood he's going to be gone. So from our perspective, it's really a wait and see approach. You can't make odds too high because a Kevin Durant pickup is going to significantly upgrade wherever he goes. That team will be become a contender. Now, obviously, they'll have to give up some assets. If they are long-term assets in terms of draft picks and they've got a good core, well, then obviously next year's future book uh, becomes uh, very attractive to some. So you really can't raise team or have teams too high. Uh, you know, it's kind of borrowing a page out of the uh, the NFL, right? We always talk about the fact that the NFL remains relevant all year long. Uh, here you have the NBA in the headlines just about every day because of Kevin Durant speculation. So uh, real cautious with the conference and uh, in terms of the overall championship, uh, keeping uh, you can't make teams too. Now, obviously, you can have some teams high where you, you pretty much know he's not going to go to, uh, you know, uh, with all due respect uh, to the Orlando uh, magics of the world, uh, you know, you're still going to have those uh, those much longer odds there. Uh, but there's a significant number of teams that you've really got to keep an eye on and uh, can't have the odds uh, terribly high. Yeah, I have to imagine it's very tough. And then even things like the NBA Summer League, which I know saw some action, and we saw a huge shift in Chet Holmgren. Did you guys see that as well? A bunch of people coming in to bet on Chet Holmgren? Oh, yeah, especially after uh, the first game. And then, uh, you know, where, you know, after that first game, he was uh, kind of anointed as the, the second coming uh, uh, of a guy uh, out of UCLA a number of years ago, I remember, named mm-hmm. Lou Alcindor. And then he came back to earth the next day when size uh, and strength, uh, you know, came into play. So, uh, no, no, not taking anything away from, uh, from uh, the young man, but uh, he's going he's gonna to have a, a tremendous learning curve, especially when the regular season starts. But there was interest uh, uh, initially, uh, especially after uh, that first, uh, first summer league game. From a half a game, really, it felt like a lot of rigmarole. But uh, you know what does not have a lot of rigmarole? The games of the year. So tell us, what are the games of the year here for college football? And what games are you seeing take the most movement, if you will, on the line? Uh, you know, a lot of support for Alabama. I don't think that's going to surprise folks, uh, Danielle. From, uh, so if you look at September 10th, Bama uh, went from a 12-point favorite up to 16 and probably going to get uh, closer to 17 uh, versus Texas. Uh, Virginia Tech is getting faded uh, in most of the matchups that we put up with them. We had them on September 22nd as eight-point favorites on the opening uh, line uh, versus uh, West Virginia. They're down to two-point favorites. Um, when you look at... 
Let's see, uh, Louisville from eight to four point favorites versus Wake Forest on October 29th. And again, these are numbers that move very quickly. Um, now I know this one's going to be near and dear to you, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna be all over this value, Danielle. But uh, uh, that team uh, from over in Westwood uh, on November 19th against USC, UCLA, a five point favorite on the opener here at the South Point. Uh, again, that game is on November 19th. USC is now a three-point favorite. And I've got to tell you, what's interesting about USC, Chris Andrews and I had a lot of discussion as to what the reaction was going to be to USC this year with, obviously, the head coaching change and all the uh, offensive transfers that they brought in. Uh, and we weren't sure if they were going to get a lot of support or, uh, or they were going to be bet against. So far, we've seen quite a bit of support for USC uh, and in, in the games of the year. But this one uh, is, a, is a pretty significant move. And again, these games, these numbers move much quicker and in bigger chunks, if you will, not just in half-point increments uh, compared to uh, the regular season. Well, I'm certainly happy to hear that things are moving in the direction of at least supporting UCLA, but we have to remember in these rivalry games, right, that you want to take the side with the points when you're doing a UCLA versus USC game. If you're giving me five on either side, that's where I would want to be looking too. But to your point, USC had a bunch of offensive additions in the offseason, has a first-year head coach, has a brand-new quarterback. So you kind of already touched on this, but are you guys buying into all of the hype? Because we're seeing storylines, headlines that USC is one of the most bet on teams to win the national title. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, they've gone from uh, 25 down to 10 to 1. So there's a lot of support for them in, in the future book as well. And, and I love your point about, yes, yes, you know, Lincoln Riley, a lot of hype there, uh, the offensive weapons. But there's a couple of things that they need to, needed to address. That like, I mean, listen, the offensive line was not real good la- last year. And, uh, you know, it's not like they got a bunch of transfers in uh, to play that offensive line. Their defense needs to be better uh, as well. So, uh, I mean, it's going to be a situation where, I mean, right now what we're looking at is we're going to we're going to see support for SC. These games, too, give us a bit of intel, too, which is good. You know, you use the, the future book to not just attract business, but anticipate what folks are going to do when it comes to uh, the games. So we, we obviously know that there's going to be so far, at least early, especially early, there's going to be support for SC. Uh, but uh, we're going to need SC uh, – uh, in those first few games, and that's okay. That's uh, that's why we booked the games. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot of flash and not a lot of substance, personally, but that's just from one UCLA alumna, you know. Uh, Vinny, in our last minute here, I have to ask you about the NFL, yeah. of course. How are the Raiders looking? Our beloved Brent Musburger, obviously, I believe former voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, not doing it this season, I don't believe. You might have more intel on that, but how are the Raiders looking? You know, the Raiders are getting, uh, you know, they get support in the future book, Danielle. And, uh, you know, we, 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 it's always been a Raider town. So the Raiders now at about 20 to one to, uh, for the, for the Super Bowl, depending on where you go, but in that range, um, they're the fourth choice in the division. I mean, let's look at this division from top to bottom, probably the best division, the most exciting division. I know it's going to be a very popular division during the course of the season, but the Chargers have received the most future book action in in terms of the over to win the, to win the uh, Super Bowl and uh, they're down to uh, uh, about 10 to 1 and so but you've got the Chiefs, you've got the Chargers, you've got the Broncos that are even ahead. Right. So based on the fact that the Raiders are the fourth choice and we put up uh, the odds to yes or no to make the playoffs, 
The Raiders, the no was a favorite at minus 90, but their backers came in and said, we'll take that plus 70. The Raiders are going to the playoffs. They're down to plus 160. I think I'm on the no side of things, but thank you to Vinny. Check him out on Twitter as always, and thank you for your time, Vinny. Be with you, Danielle. All right, more of My Guys in the Desert when we get back on the other side. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. They have launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. And I happen to be one of the hosts of the Los Angeles CityCast, at least. Danielle Avari back here and excited to welcome in another CityCast host, host of the New York CityCast, none other than Will Hill. No, not that Will Hill, not the sports book, but the man himself. Will, how are you doing? DA, what's going on? How are you? It's been a while. We used to do some crossover pods and we haven't had a lot of New York LA crossover action. No, we're going to have to wait for that Knicks Lakers finals to do our next one. So that might be a while. Yeah, I'm down to do okay. one whenever you want. Absolutely. Maybe so hey, I Yankee, have... Yankees, uh, Yankees, Dodgers, World Series, Mets, Dodgers. We got some LA, New York, uh, you know, possibly in our future. Who knows? I mean, yeah, both the L.A. and the New York teams were the talk of the town for a while, and then the Angels just dove right off of a cliff. So at least I still have the Dodgers to talk about. I have to tell you, though, Will, I know that you have some baseball bets for us for the segment, and I'm already concerned just right off the bat because I see that you have a bet that includes the Reds. Yeah, I went under first five. I just think it's two talented lefties, Lodolo and Rodgers, both high lottery picks, both talented pitchers. Rodgers been really up and down after a great year last year. He was Cy Young candidate, rookie of the year candidate. He's really struggled with his command, but he started to turn around last five or six starts. He's pitched better. If he can just keep the walks down, his stuff is outstanding. Uh, same with Lodolo. Both these guys are inconsistent, but I just think the Marlins without Chisholm, without Birdie, the top of the lineup, those are the two spark plugs. They struggle to score one runs anyway. Uh, to me, this is under first five uh, with these two pitchers going. So that's how I played it under in the first five. I just, I don't get involved in these full game unders anymore with extra inning rules and bullpens. I just can't do it. Yeah, no, I get it. It's been an absolute mess trying to bet full game baseball. And especially, I don't even touch the Angels unless Shohei Otani is pitching. And then again, we're talking about a first five here. So uh, limited in a lot of our LA options. Also because the Dodgers money line is always crazy. I mean, minus 300, I believe, or almost for today's game. But I'm seeing that you have a Padres bet here and it's at minus 160. Where do you kind of decide that line is for you when you're looking to bet one of these? Yeah, I mean, these favorites have done pretty well this year. I know it's uncomfortable to hit submit on some of those when it's even like you mentioned the Dodgers. It's minus 230, minus 240 every day. But, hey, you never pay the juice when it wins. And uh, the Dodgers, like you know, they've been winning a lot. And uh, these favorites have done well. So you can look at you know the underdog and say there's value and all this contrarian stuff. It's like at the end of the day, if they don't win, they don't win. It doesn't matter if the line's 2-1, to 3-1, to 5-1. to one. These underdogs just don't do very well. To me, Padres in a different class than the Tigers. Tigers are just a mess offensively. They were a team a lot of people thought you know, highly of coming into the season. They signed Javier Baez. They signed uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. They've got nothing out of those guys. Their number one overall pick a couple years ago, Spencer Torkelson, is hitting 190. He got sent down. To me, the Padres uh, nearly swept the Mets here on the road. They are fighting for a playoff spot. The Tigers are a disaster. I will take the Padres here. I'll lay the minus 165. Yeah, I'm with you here. Do you think the Padres are still even worth looking at in terms of a division here, or is that just too far gone? 
Nah, there. I was saying the other day, Dodgers were like minus three hundred, minus four hundred. I know it's ugly, but hey, it's gonna be like minus nine hundred now. Dodgers are gonna win that thing by just twelve, mm-hmm. thirteen, probably more games. They're just so good. It's like, you know, even this year they don't have the pitching they used to. Bueller's been hurt. They're relying on Mitch White and Tyler Anderson. And you think of the Dodgers without looking at the record, you're like, boy, it's a little bit of a down year for them. They're not as good as they've been. And you look up, and they're just like a million games over five hundred. They're right where they always are. They just kind of spoil you with how good they are. They are a machine, and uh, I know you're a big fan of live betting. They are a live betting you know, darling because oh, they're yeah. kind of like the Warriors used to be where, hey, if they get down a couple runs, you know they're going to come back. You know they're going to have a big inning. It's just so hard to keep them down. You get some good money in-game with the Dodgers, as I'm sure you know. I'm telling, talking to the queen of live betting, so I don't need to tell you that. I'm more telling the audience. I just get better value live betting. I, know, I can't tell if you're teasing me or not. You always tell me that I hem and 50, haw 50. over games, but I get better value odds and I just have a better record on my live betting. It is what it is, but I completely agree. I actually love that comparison comparing them to the Warriors because yeah, it almost seems lackadaisical in the starts of games sometimes. And then they pull it together and win by three, four, five cover run lines, like nobody's business. So that's how I've looked to bet the Dodgers. I see another minus 160 on here. And I think that our other uh, city cast host, Ryan Rothstein would probably not love that you're going against his Phillies here. Yeah, I think Ryan's probably, you know, too busy soaking up his tears to worry about what I'm betting because that was a rough weekend for the Phillies. They were at home against a brutally bad Cubs team and got swept uh, against the Cubbies. Uh, To me, the Braves have been red hot. Freed has been really good. Legit Cy Young candidate behind Alcantara, who's clearly the favorite. Uh, But they've won 10 out of the last 11 starts for Freed. His only loss was against Scherzer a couple weeks ago. Uh, The Braves are 24 and 10 against lefties. They will see a lefty tonight, Ranger Suarez. So to me... Again, it's expensive, but uh, you don't pay the juice when you win. I like the Braves here. They should be able to hit in that small ballpark. Much better pitcher going. Uh, No Harper back yet for the Phillies. I like the Braves here. Yeah, and I can see that the Braves obviously won five of their last seven straight up as well. And it's again against opponents that are not that impressive for me, the Nationals, and then almost sweeping the Angels, who, God, don't even get me started on. Uh, But against the Mets, they struggled a little bit more. It looks like they went one and two. So I think that against the Phillies, I agree with you. I like this matchup. And I don't think that's a horrible price. I do actually think you're getting decent value on that minus 160 here. Uh, You have another bet here on uh, Adam Burke's favorite team, the Guardians. Yeah, this Boston team would worry me. I think the most interesting thing about the trade deadline is obviously Soto and where he goes, if he goes. But after that, it's the Red Sox. And do they actually become sellers? You know, it's not their their nature. They're a big market. They've won championships. But they have been a disaster the last week. I don't know if you saw them this weekend against Toronto. They lose 28-5. to They get swept. They can't catch the ball. They can't pitch. They are just a bad team right now. Devers is hurt. Sales hurt. And they got a couple guys who are about to be free agents in Bogarts and J.D. Martinez. Uh, a year from now, uh, Devers and um, Nicky Avaldi are free agents. This might be a situation where the Red Sox shut it down, start to trade some people. To me, I can't bet on this team right now. They're a mess. They haven't played well against the AL East. I know the Guardians are not in that division. But uh, to me, the Red Sox have all sorts of pitching, pitching issues. Pavetta goes tonight. If you look at his last three or four starts, he's been a disaster. He's gotten hit really hard, really all season, except for a couple starts here and there. Uh, I think there's value here on this Cleveland Guardians team. Well, I'm sure that our beloved baseball betting analyst, Adam Burke, will be very happy to hear that. Guardians minus 102. I think he's coming back from home, actually, or just came back from home this week. And I have to tell you for this next bet here, an AL MVP bet, this is not the name I was expecting to hear from the New York CityCast host. 
Yeah, actually, NL MVP, Austin Riley. Look, Goldschmidt's a oh, big NL. favorite. But if you remember this time last year, Tatis was a runaway favorite. And then all of a sudden he wasn't. Like he was up, up until August, uh, maybe even early September. He was like a minus 200, minus 300. I know a lot of people, Jason Weingarten was one of them, was saying, hey, this line doesn't make any sense. Look to go somewhere else. To me, Goldschmidt, uh, I get him being in the mix. But to me, I would be looking to play somebody else. Remember, Harper last year was 30 to 1 middle of August. Didn't even make the all-star team. And he went on to win it. So uh, there's a lot of baseball left. There's some good numbers still out there. COVID and vaccine, those are my least favorite things to discuss. But just from a betting standpoint, Goldschmidt is not vaccinated. You wonder if that mm. costs him some votes. You know, some writers say, hey, that's not the right thing to do by his team. He's missing games, that kind of thing. Uh, to me, Austin Riley at 16 to 1 on a brave team that's been red hot. He's been red hot. Uh, that's a good number. You could talk me into Alonzo at 15 to 1. I think there's some good value here. I'd be looking to fake Goldschmidt here. I like it. And I, you have to excuse me because I thought we were going to go into an AL MVP discussion here. So I'm happy that you have that on the NL side of things. But for the AL, it looks like Shohei Otani starting to kind of edge out Aaron Judge again. And I was of the mind that Aaron Judge was a little bit overhyped, at least at the number that he was sitting at for a while. So I know that some are saying maybe Shohei isn't their MVP, which, OK, sure. But do you think that Aaron Judge is appropriately priced? I think it's fair. You know, it's funny. The people who think Otani's the MVP think everyone else is an idiot. The people who think Judge is the MVP think everyone else is an idiot. I think I don't think anybody's an idiot. I think it's fairly priced. Otani, or they're all idiots. I mean, yeah, seriously. I mean, Otani's going to be top five Cy Young and hit 35 homers. I know he's on a bad team, but that's a legit MVP season. Aaron Judge might hit 60 homers on a 108-win Yankee team that's going to finish in first place. That's a legitimate MVP candidate. So either one of them makes a legitimate case. I think Alvarez, there are some 12-to-1s, 13-to-1s out there on Jordan Alvarez. To me, he's not as far back as the odds suggest. If I had no bets in pocket, I might look at Alvarez because that Houston team has a chance to overtake the Yankees for best record. And Alvarez's stats are right up there with Judge. So to me, it's a great three-team race, three-person race. Um, I don't know as great as Otani is. I don't know if the voters, again, we're having, to, we have to handicap the voters here. Second, second year in a row on a bad team. It's not new. Like it was last year. Uh, he's not as great offensively as he was last year. I would probably vote for him, but man, I don't know how the voters are thinking. I know Joel Sherman of the New York post said, I wouldn't even have him in my top five. It's most valuable. He's spectacular, but he's not valuable because the team doesn't win. It's really a fascinating case study. I have no idea who would win if it ended right now. Yeah, well, and it's interesting that you bring up Gordon Alvarez because I know that a couple weeks ago, a lot of people were jumping on that ticket and then he got hurt right after and then he came back. So you're kind of weighing out that how much did that actually hurt him that he missed a couple of those games. And then it's hilarious to me too to even see Mike Trout still on this list. And you have to wonder how much being on this poor Angels team affects Shohei and Mike Trout. Yeah, and it's funny. Alvarez was supposed to miss a month, six weeks. It was supposed to be a serious injury. Then you look up 10 yeah. days later, he's back. I don't know what happened. Uh, uh, must have magical healing powers, but I have no idea what happened there. He came back much sooner than we thought. Well, thank you to Will Hill for sharing your baseball betting knowledge with us. As always, you can find him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. Thanks, Will. See you, DA. Thanks. All right, and coming up, we're going to get to hear from Wes Reynolds. But don't forget, a ton of decent shows, including this one, My Guys in the Desert, are available as podcasts. So if you didn't miss a segment, just download the show or subscribe to My Guys in the Desert right now.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in. If you want more betting insights to give you an edge, check out VSIN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of VSIN experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and yes, bad beats from the sports books in Vegas and across the country. Download the VSIN Best Bets podcast now at slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in to my guys in the desert, Danielle Alvari. Happy to be here filming it, filling in for Stormy Bonatoni. And speaking of betting experts, let's welcome in our betting expert and also just general renaissance man, Wes Reynolds. Wes, how are you doing today? Danielle, thank you for the kind introduction. How are you? 
So good. And Wes, before we even get into sports betting, you're just a man of, of many talents. You know everything. So I wanted to ask you about some movies. I've seen some new movies lately. I want to know if you've seen them. I watched Nope in theaters and I also saw The Gray Man on Netflix. Have you seen either of these? Do you have thoughts? I have not, but I've heard positive reviews of Nope uh, starting in uh, Kiki Palmer. So uh, that is one that is definitely on the list. I have not seen those as of yet, though. Okay, well, I'm surprised to hear that, but that probably means that you're working a little bit harder than I am, which is great because that's why we brought you on this segment. So <laughs> let's talk WNBA. We already did some baseball with Will Hill, so I'm going to reframe things here to the WNBA. Eight teams headed for the WNBA playoffs, set to kick off on August 17th. Their postseason changing from last year, no single elimination. So three rounds, best of three in the first round series. But the semifinals and the finals will be best of five. And we also have the Commissioner's Cup going on tomorrow as well. I want to ask you, though, about these championship odds first and foremost. The Aces sitting at the top, plus 180. The Sky, plus 220. What? How are you getting plus 220 on the Sky right now? The Seattle Storm, plus 450. And the Sun at 5-1. to one. Anything jumping out to you or interesting you at this point? Yeah, the Sun were my pick in the preseason. Then, of course, uh, Jasmine Thomas tears her ACL and is out for the rest of the year. But, you know, they've continued, I think, very solid play. Kurt Miller has somehow kept that together. I'm seeing 5-1, 5-50 out there. You have the two justifiable favorites with the Aces in the Sky, and they're going to play tomorrow. If you're looking maybe for a team that could kind of be like the Sky, because there is, I think, a really defined line between the top five and then everybody else, Probably the Washington Mystics at 11-1 maybe could be the sleeper because that's what happened with the Sky last year. They were kind of, you know, just a little bit above 500 or right around 500, and they caught fire really to end the season and won the WNBA championship. That's why I'm a little bit surprised. Not that they're a good team. I figured that the Sky were going to be a top four, uh, four team in the WNBA, but I did not think that they were going to be 21-7. and seven. I thought – you know, maybe they kind of played a little bit over their head and got hot at the right time. So I did not expect this much of an improvement, but that's certainly what we have right now. Best record in the league. Yeah. Far cry from last season. I believe they went 16 and 16 and just a completely different looking season. They lead right now in both offensive and defensive effective field goal percentage. And I just love the way that they're able to play their opponents exactly how they needed to be played. The aces pretty much just go off on their crazy pace, have their crazy offense, but their defense has shown some holes lately. And it's interesting because for a while, the aces to win was the hottest ticket in the market. I know that's still a big liability for a lot of these sports books, but I'm a little bit shy on the aces right now, because I know that that starting five is the only thing they have going for them. Nobody on that bench is going to score. So where are you at with the Las Vegas aces right now? Yeah, I, I think that uh, they've been a little disappointing of late. I mean, they did win two of their three on their homestand now go on the road. I would lean their way a little bit tomorrow. The road team has actually won both games the time these clubs have met this year, but you look at the sky and you're absolutely right. They are a lot more balanced than the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, Las Vegas Aces with Young and Kelsey Plum and, of course, Gray. They have, like, three big scores. But if you look at the sky, they're pretty even with Candace, with Messamin, with Copper, with Quigley. Vandersloot, by the way, questionable. I haven't seen an update on her. She's dealing with uh, concussion protocol. But they've got 10 scores that average over double digits. So this is a team that has been very balanced. They've been the nice surprise. Uh, if I'm going to bet that tomorrow, two highest scoring teams in the league, so you're not getting a bargain on the total, I would lean a little bit with the Aces. Maybe they'll get bet against a little bit more, and you can get two and a half or three. It's a two pretty much at the market right now. 
Yeah, I agree with you. We could see a really high-scoring game here, but one thing that Chicago does exceptionally well that I would say the Aces don't is their defense. So I wouldn't be shocked mm-hmm. to see under 169.5, but I also don't want to bet an under on an Aces game. I just absolutely do not. I do lean Sky minus 1.5 for this Commissioner's Cup game, and it's really tough to bet against that electric Aces offense. But I think that the Sky figured out how to slow this team down before. And to your point about Courtney Vandersloot dealing with concussion protocol, she they've been winning and covering without her. And it's obviously not that they are playing better without her. They're certainly not. But they're able to fill that gap because, as to your point, there's so many players that are doing everything so well. And the Aces just don't have the depth that the Sky do. So if you can get Sky minus one and a half, I like that. Would you look that or would you just look money line in this game? Uh, I would probably go ahead and take the points if I'm going with the aces, but you do make Mm -hmm. actually a very good point on the sky's defense. And because these two teams, it's likely going to come down to these two for who's going to get that number one seed in the WNBA playoffs and look battling for the, for the best record in the NBA and or WNBA. And sometimes when you get this late in the season, because there's only a handful of games left, you may see a better defensive effort where you may actually get some playoff intensity in this game. So if I'm looking at the total, I'd be leaning your way and going with the under. Now, let me ask you this, Wes, because I'm not sure if this would cross over from, say, how you would look at NBA betting. But as far as playoff seating and teams that are playing each other that are trying to either get into playoffs or, again, going for that seating, is there a way that you would look to bet these games knowing that the, some of them have really particular implications? I know that we have the Seattle Storm at the Connecticut Sun on Thursday this week. They're fighting between the third and fourth seed. Sparks at Mercury on Thursday. They're battling for a playoff spot. Wings at Dream also on Saturday. Is there a way to bet this with that angle? Yeah, you know, when you're looking at this, I'm kind of curious how the Storm are going to finish the season because look, they had the big game last week. Of course, Sue and Diana's last game playing against each other. They've been playing either with or against each other for the better part of two decades. So you've got all that emotion with Sue retiring the greatest player in the history of the franchise. So you wonder how much, okay, are they going to have a little in reserve for the playoffs, you know, with the regular season, because they're probably either going to be, the three or the four seed, unless Washington can pass them, the worst the storm can be is the fifth. But yeah, I don't think the home court advantage is going to be as pronounced really in the WNBA. You're going to get normal travel too, because remember last year, a lot of it was COVID protocol, very limited capacity in terms of spectators. So it's a lot different dynamic this year than we saw previously. Yeah, and hopefully at least we're going to see some more regular uh, chartered flights for them as it pertains to the finals, at least. So that's an yeah. upgrade from yeah, last season. Yeah, that would season. be nice. <laughs> yeah, just imagine. Imagine all season. The New York Liberty, in case anybody missed it, got fined for chartering their players last year because it was an unfair advantage. So uh, we'd like to see steps forward in that. But we have the Commissioner's Cup on Tuesday to look forward to. Could be uh, a preview of the WNBA Finals, perhaps. Wes, before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit of football. So anything, either NFL or college football, that's jumped out to you. It can be a win total, a game you have your eye on. What's been jumping out? Well, I was doing uh, looking at the Pac-12 a little bit. Of course, uh, that is going to change here in a couple of years with UCLA and USC coming to the Big Ten in 2024. But I'm looking at the market. The hype on USC is maybe getting <laughs> a little bit too much. And, and look, I think Lincoln Riley is going to recruit big time, and, and they're going to be a big-time program. I know it's Wes, they're going to think we planned this. I've been yeah, just harping on USC this show. Well, as a Bruin alum, I know that you're not wanting to hear that, but Lincoln Riley is going to start to get dudes. However, he doesn't have the dudes this year, I think, defensively. Offensively, they're going to be very good. But 
to me, they should not be the favorite in the Pac-12. Utah should be the favorite in the Pac-12. And I know there's not a lot in between them, but Utah's a better program. And they're the tougher team, and they're the more physical team. Just watch the two games against Oregon last year, how physical they were. And they just smacked Oregon around in both games. So you look Utah, I just think they can run the ball. They have Cam Rising back at quarterback. The offense is more explosive than it's given credit for, simply because if you watch the Rose Bowl last year, they went toe-to-toe with Ohio State, who was arguably the best offense in the country, and had a chance to win in the end, just fell a little bit short. But I like Utah in the South. I think your Bruins are going to still be solid. I like DTR. They're going to be able to run the ball pretty well, even though they're replacing offensive linemen. But they got to get the recruiting in gear a little bit more in Westwood now if Lincoln Riley in town. Chip Kelly couldn't hate it more. Could not hate the recruiting more. But he brought in assistants (laughs) who like it at least. And uh, to your point, type of guy. Yeah, absolutely. And and he just doesn't want to deal with the mess of it, unfortunately. Before we let you go real quick, Les, I put up a poll over under eight, or you can say eight and a half wins for UCLA. And it was very split. And I have a bunch of UCLA followers, so I was surprised to see it was so 50-50. Where are you at with that? Oh, I, I think that's the right number. I would lean a little bit to the under just because they only have two starters back on defense. And that's a big yeah. concern for me with as many potent offenses as you still have in the conference. I agree with it. I agree with it. Well, thank you to Wes Reynolds, as always, uh, for joining us today on My Guys. We appreciate you, Wes. Thank you. All right. Thanks again to everybody who joined us on the show today. Vinny Mayula from the South Point. Will Hill, host of New York CityCast. Make sure you check that out. Check out Beast and Best Bet. You can find all the shows there. And, of course, one last thank you to Wes Reynolds. And uh, shout out all the crew behind the scenes as well. Thanks for joining us on My Guys in the Desert. Take the VEASAN experts with you anytime, anywhere with our full lineup of sports betting podcasts. Visit VEASAN.com slash podcasts to listen to every show on Daily Best Bets with Follow the Money, The Lombardi Line, A Numbers Game, and My Guys in the Desert. Plus, get insights and analysis, get insights and analysis, get insights and analysis, get insights. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.